Pat and I'm an uh, adult child and an alcoholic and actually a variety of other things as well. Uh, um, and uh, I'm very pleased to be here tonight. And this is the first um, double winner meeting that I've been to. And I say, you know, I've been, I, I, it isn't just AA and, and, um, and ACA. Uh, so it's a treble or quadruple or whatever, whatever kind of winner it is. Um, uh, and, um, uh, you know, there's no doubt in, in my mind that, uh, um, well, let's, no, let's get the AA bit there. I mean, uh, without AA, none of the rest of my recovery would have happened. Uh, um, I, I don't think that without AA, um, this program or the ACA program would have been amenable to me. Um, it, it took some pretty heavy duty uh, um, uh, uh, pain, I suppose, uh, and, and the recognition of the pain um, to, uh, to convince me that I really had to get into this program. The, 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 the language of the program of, of um, recovery wasn't uh, wasn't familiar to me. People talk about sharing and, and stuff like that. I, I, I come from a, a military background uh, um, and we didn't talk about sharing then at all. It was a a bit of a sort of a weasel word for trendy lefties and people that, you know, were a, a, a bit, um, uh, I, I don't know, just, just a bit sort of feeble, I suppose it was. Uh, um, and, and so I, I needed to have the rough edges knocked off me uh, in order that ACA um, became amenable to me. Uh, um, uh, and and I, I was extremely fortunate uh, uh, in, in um, I suppose, in the way that I got into um, AA. Um, it's, and it was because my wife was in Al-Anon, um, and she didn't tell me she was in Al-Anon or anything, uh, um, but she just kept going to this, this uh, church group. I say church group, it was in a church. Uh, um, and and that was all she told me about it. But she did tell me other things about it that just didn't quite seem. Uh, um, it didn't. What wasn't sort of uh, you, you know congruent congruent um, with uh, um, a church. It was you know talking about other stuff that was sort of you know not really related in all that way. Um, so uh, um, uh, one day I, I said, look, you know, what is this meeting you're going to? What, what is it you're doing? You know, and, and, and she said, um, well, have you heard of Al-Anon? And I said, no. Uh, and she said, well, it's a fellowship for the for family and friends of alcoholics. And I thought, very interesting. But who's the alcoholic? And it suddenly dawned on me that she meant me. Uh, um, uh, uh, and, and that was a that was a bit of a shock, I have to say, um, and and it, it led to an experience in my life that I've never really uh, explained, never never really understood properly. But you know, on hearing that, uh, I, I knew something told me that I had come to uh, um, uh, uh, to a decision point in my life that things weren't going to be the same uh, um, hereafter uh, and so uh, um, I took the dog out for a walk to kind of get everything around my head and while I was taking the dog out for a walk 
I heard a voice. Now, I didn't hear it in my ears. Um, I sort of heard it in my head. Uh, um, and, and the voice said, you don't have to drink. Uh, um, and, and that was, it was rather curious because before the voice said that, I did have to drink. After the voice said that, there was a window of opportunity that, uh, um, that I, I grasped. Uh, um, uh, and, you, you know, that, as I say, a week hence, 24 years ago, since then I haven't knowingly had a drink since that time. Um, I, 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 I don't even try to explain what that voice was or where it came from or, or, or anything, but it, it, it's, it's, a, it's notable and, and it's interesting as far as I'm concerned. Uh, um, and, and anyway, that, that, that be that as it may, uh, um, that, that was how I got into AA and I went to AA meetings then in Salisbury here um, and I was extremely fortunate again in that. Uh, um, in, in, there was a, a particular guy, I suppose you'd call him the elder of the Salisbury Church of AA or whatever, uh, um, and, and um, a guy called Sim, um, uh, and um, uh, uh, he had insights that uh, became very valuable to me. Uh, I suppose on, on one level, I, I, today I regard my recovery as driven by a whole series of insights uh, um, that, that weren't available to me before. Uh, um, I, I suppose that you know one of those insights um, it was in, in uh, the, um, the that uh, um, spiritual axiom uh, uh, thing that um, you know. It, it is a spiritual axiom that whenever we're disturbed, no matter what the cause, there's something wrong with us. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I said, okay, interesting spiritual axiom. I'd never heard it before. And actually, you know, I, I grew up, uh, my, my education, 10 years of education, was in a monastery, a monastic boarding school. And I'd never heard that saying that, uh, um, you know, whenever we're disturbed, no matter what the cause, there's something wrong with us. Uh, um, and I, I, I certainly didn't take to it all that well because I was pretty sure that when, I, when I'm disturbed, it, it wasn't because of me, it was because of you or him or her or, or whatever, but not because of me. Uh, um, and uh, I, I came out of my pink cloud in, uh, in AA uh, the moment I realized, after about six months, I suppose, but um, I, I realized that that was true, that whenever I'm disturbed, no matter what the cause, uh, um, there's something wrong with me. And I suppose it's all in, in you know, it, it, it's, it's summarized pretty well by, you know, who's disturbed? Well, it's me. In that case, there's something wrong with you. Uh, 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 and, and I suppose as simple as that, and it's, it, 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 it finally dawned on, hey, there is something wrong with me. Um, and and uh, that was that was really uh, um, a most valuable experience there. Coming coming off my pink cloud, realizing that, um, understanding that all my resentments and stuff like that were something wrong with me, um, and that they aren't necessary. My resentments um, uh, and 
uh, you know, that, that they stem really from what my expectations are in some way, and they, you know, in, in that expectations are the down payments on resentments. Uh, um, uh, and I heard that in early recovery, and that also was another insight and, and, and uh, you know, a, a very valuable um, thing to have got. Uh, but, but I want to sort of fast forward a, a, a bit because uh, um, uh, one of the things I realized, it, it, you know, before I got into ACA was I had a real problem with shame. My, my sponsor uh, um, put me in touch with Bradshaw's book on healing the shame that binds you, uh, and I, I, I devoured that and a couple of other books, heavy books on shame, uh, and, and realized that that was, you know, possibly the preeminent uh, um, problem in my life, one of shame. Uh, um, and, and, you know, I, I talked about it in AA, and didn't really get an awful lot of uh, um, of encouragement uh, uh, about that in AA. But when I got into ACA and realised it was one of the fundamental uh, um, precepts, as it were, of of, um, uh, of of recovery in ACA, that it's all about shame and abandonment. Uh, um, I, I, I reckon I'd sort of come home uh, in a way then. Um, uh, and uh, 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 that, 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 that again, is referring to that. So my, 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 my recovery is, is predicated or, 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 uh, 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 or, or pulled or, or by the insights that I get. And, and, you know, the insights come, our literature in ACA is bloody sublime. Um, it, is, it is amazing literature. Uh, um, uh, and and uh, there are insights in on every page uh, in our big red book and in the other books as well. Uh, um, uh, and and um, uh, it, but it, but it's not just in 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 the literature. Uh, at almost every meeting I go to, there is someone there who has uh, an angle on something that I hadn't thought of previously. Uh, and so it, it's the meetings themselves that provide insights for me. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that really is, is, you know, how my, my recovery is going today. Uh, um, I, I mentioned Sim. Uh, one of the things that he said quite frequently uh, in AA meetings was that pain is inevitable. Misery is optional. Uh, um, and that's really one of one of my core beliefs today that pain is inevitable and misery is optional. And actually, I also see that um, that pain is one of the drivers of recovery. Uh, um, uh, uh, and it's fundamental to recovery. And in fact, the reason why I want to recover, is because I'm in pain, uh, um, and and the, you know there are sort of two aspects to pain. Well, at least two aspects of pain. Two, two that, that 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 engage me uh, really. Uh, um, that, that there there is valid pain, and there's unnecessary pain. Uh, in in one of his in his first book, uh, uh, M. Scott Peck, um, at the very beginning says an, an, an extraordinary statement, and I don't know if it's true or not, but he says that all mental disorder is as a result of trying to avoid valid pain. 
and it described what I was doing with drink perfectly. Uh, I, I was drinking because there was a way that I was in pain. The thing about pain is that throughout my life, I have accommodated pain. Uh, and by accommodating pain, I wasn't aware that I was in pain. Uh, um, and, and uh, you know, today I do recognize that I'm in pain uh, uh, more than I ever did. And, and, and there are things that ACA tells me that I can do uh, to, 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 you know, to use the pain to recover. There is uh, um, uh, uh, one of my morning prayers or my litany of prayers is, is to do with pain. Uh, so please God help me to uh, um, uh, to recognize, oh, I've bloody forgotten my prayer now, but it, it's to do with pain. Um, and 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 and, and to, to recognize and accept that when I'm not getting what I want, I may be getting what I need. No, that's the wrong prayer. It's, it's number eight, number rather than number seven. Um, but the thing is that the unnecessary pain that I'm in is as a result of trying to of of of, of, of acting out. When I'm acting out, I am creating pain and and creating unnecessary pain. Um, and uh, it, it, it is this acting out that I have some kind of choice about. G you know, uh, valid pain is grief. Uh, my wife left me and she died. That's valid grief. Uh, um, and that was pain. And that kind of pain, it is necessary to process. Hey, even wallow in it, even the wallowing in that kind of pain is some kind of processing, it seems to me. Uh, um, uh, and, you know, that genuine, that genuine uh, uh, valid pain is something that I, I need to, uh, uh, to process in order to grow up. But the, the misery that Sim was talking about, that misery is optional, is all the rest of the pain that I create. When I'm creating pain for me or somebody else, that is by me acting out. I, 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 just as drinking alcohol is an AA slip, uh, I believe that acting out is an ACA slip. Uh, um, and by acting out in any way, uh, I am, if, if I'm creating pain, then uh, um, I, I'm sort of acting out. I, I, I honestly think that if something that I do is not creating pain for me or anybody else, then there's at least a case to be answered that it's not dysfunctional. Um, I, 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 I sort of believe that, uh, that, that my dysfunction, well, dysfunction, I, I think by definition means that it's there is there is pain involved. Uh, if if I as I say if I if I'm not creating pain, then what I'm doing, I think there's a case to be made that it's not dysfunctional. So uh, you know, where does my pain come from? This unnecessary pain that I believe is the dysfunction in my life. Uh, um, I, I personally reckon that it comes from my childhood. Um, it comes from uh, uh, the idea that, that uh, um, 
well, what I what I did as a, as a child, when my parents indicated to me in some sort of a way by some means that I was not behaving the way they wanted me to behave, um, I was uh, um, uh, um, I felt judged. When I felt judged. Um, I didn't say, okay, I must be better. What I did was say, okay, I must hide this thing that they are talking about in order that people don't know I am that way. Uh, um, so judgment, I found, pushed me inside myself uh, and I, I lived my life behind a whole series of masks. And it's those masks that I've been wearing all my life uh, that have largely been the pain for me. Uh, um, it, it's, the, it's the fact that I, I had to be behind the mask, that I couldn't let people know who I was. Uh, because if I did, then they'd realize that I was a flawed person and they wouldn't like me. Uh, so I've been wearing those masks. And in fact, today, I see, I, I have actually here, I don't normally use visual aids, but I, I found this in a, uh, in a car boot sale. Um, and that is a mask there. And I take, I try to take that mask off and there's another one underneath it. And I'll take that one off and there's another one underneath that. And I can take that one off and there's another one underneath that, the small one, that today I now see as a metaphor for my inner child. Uh, um, and, and those masks, I, I keep, they, they stay on my desk here because they are a reminder, they are a metaphor for my life, that I have spent my time hiding behind those masks in order that you, that everybody, won't know who I think I really am. And the person that I think I really, thank you, um, I'll, 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 I'll begin to try and wrap up if I can. Uh, um, uh, 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 and, you know, th those masks that I have been wearing are actually a measure of shame. If I wasn't ashamed of what I thought was behind the mask, I wouldn't mind taking the mask off. It's because I'm ashamed of it that I don't dare take the mask off. And actually, outside, I keep the masks on because I'll only take my masks off when I feel safe. Uh, and I, I, I generally feel safe in 12-step rooms. Uh, and uh, um, that's, that's, you know, the, the, the way it is. So that those, those masks there uh, are, are the measure of my shame. And the measure of my recovery is how... I take those masks off. Once I've started to take the masks off, and I, I, I mean, the thing about shame is that it tells you you mustn't tell anybody about what it is that you're ashamed of. And yet I, I'm aware that the only solution to the problem of pain is talking about it. Uh, and I can only talk about it if it's a safe place. These rooms are safe places for me. Uh, um, I, I've, I've always felt pretty safe in 12-step rooms. 
Some some people don't, but but uh, um, generally speaking, I have always felt safe in twelve-step rooms, um, and uh, um, it, it is that that enables me to talk about the things that I feel terribly ashamed of. If I had time, I'd go into those. But largely, uh, one of the worst things that I had was was uh, shame around sex. Uh, um, I have not been able to talk about sex throughout my life. Uh, because of the sense of shame that I have felt about it all my life. Um, I, I, I go to SLA as well, and, and I have been able to talk about sex now, uh, um, and, and I don't have anything like the degree of shame um, that uh, uh, I used to feel around sex. I, I used to feel terrible shame around sulking. Uh, um, you, you know, my parents said, you're, you're sulking now. And I felt terribly ashamed of the fact that I was sulking because I knew I was. Uh, um, but of course, you know, you can't admit to sulking uh, because it sort of ruins the point of sulking in a way, doesn't it? You can't say, look, I'm going to sulk now. Uh, um, it just doesn't work. Uh, um, so and, and I, I've always felt this terrible sense of shame around sulking. Well, I can laugh about the fact that I sulk today, uh, and the more I laugh and the more I talk about th these things, um, the easier it is to, uh, to let go of them. Um, I, I don't think I sulk as much today, anything like as much as I did, because I can talk about it and don't feel ashamed about it and realise how ridiculous a thing it is. Uh, um, I, I could go on for another 40 minutes on this, um, but I, I think that would probably be unfair to everybody. Uh, have, I, have I passed my time now? You have. In that case, then, I, I will call it a day, and thank you very much for listening to me. Thank you.